Appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode of the Bliss is Ignorant podcast. This is comedian Jay Bliss, and I uh, apologize for my absence for one week, but I am back in action this week. Um, I am here joined by one of my, uh, another comedian compadre who resides in the same city as I do, and she is absolutely amazing, man. Welcome to the podcast for the first time, Miss Nikita B. Yes, thank you for having me, friend. What's going on? Like, yo, like, so this is overdue. This is overdue, I must say, because uh, I should always grab the people that's closest around me first to do things that I do. But when I was doing a podcast, like when I first started, you know, I was bringing people in live and things like that. And it's hard for us to be connected mm-hmm. because we're both on the road so much. There's a couple of times we've been in the same vicinity or the same room or whatever. Did a couple shows together when we were down in Columbia. You know what I mean? But uh, I remember, let me see. How long has it been for you? Um, since since you stepped on stage, how long? How long have you been doing the comedy? Oh, you know what? It's been ten years. Ten, yeah. So ten years, and I mean, I'm I'm gonna try to remember how was it that I came about seeing you for the first time. So my workout room was your beginning, yeah. which was the uh, scandalous. scandalous. It was scandalous. I was gonna say big show, but it was scandalous. So it was scandalous, and I remember that was my workout room. So that was where I would go and try out new material and things like that. Chris Funny Man Robinson, shout out to Chris Funny Man Robinson. He would always give you time if you came yeah. in the room. It didn't matter if you came in who was on the show. If you came in the room and he knew you who you was, you were gonna get time on stage if you asked for it. Yeah. And somebody, it was, it was, um, it was Kenny Mack was the first one. It was like, uh, have you seen Nikita B? And I'm like, nah, who's Nikita B? He's like, man. This chick came up to uh, Scandalos, man, and dude, she killed it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what did she do? He's like, man, she was just telling stories, man. I was like, for real? So it was like, uh, that was the first time I heard it. Then I heard uh, DS say it. Mm-hmm. Then I heard Paris say it. I'm like, all right, let me let me go up to Scandalos. I, I didn't missed a couple of weeks. Let me go figure out. And I came in and you weren't there. So uh-huh. like, he's like, yo, who is Nikita B? He's like, yo, yo. He's like, yo. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it was like it was a buzz going around town. You know what I'm saying? It was funny because it was very similar to what people tell me they heard about me. Like, uh-huh. I, you know, I showed up out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden everybody's like, yo, this dude. But when I first saw you on stage, it was so raw. And I and and I was sitting in the back of the room. It was me and DS, and it was another comedian. And I was going, she don't even know. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm in amazement because I'm going. She controlling the room and she don't even know how she doing it. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was like raw energy. It was like, like you didn't know when to pause. You didn't know when to set something up. You was just going, but it was killing the room. And I was like, man, when she get to know how to do this, yeah, it's gonna be stupid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. so, so, like, tell me back, take me back to that beginning and what was going on in your mind. Like, what brought you to Scandalous? Like, what caused you to be like, I'm doing this? Okay, so in the beginning, um, like, comedy was never a thing that I thought I would be doing, like, mm-hmm. real life. But I'm a nurse consultant by trade. I mm-hmm. never thought I'd be a nurse either. I wanted to be an attorney. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. But um, life happens. Uh, it's called um, early parenthood. That's what happened. And right, I said, right, right. you know what? I'm going to be a nurse. Right, <laughs> right, right. Because it was like that thing that I could, it was tangible. I could get it. I could get it quick, do what I need to do, right? So fast forward, um... I lost my mom to breast cancer. And when I did, like, I am a preacher's kid. So I know the word. I know what they tell you. I know all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? But, Bo, when I tell you it was eating at me, like, mm-hmm. I couldn't shake it. Like, I was right. going into a dark place. I couldn't understand it. I was hurt. I didn't want to laugh. I didn't want people around me laughing. What's funny? You know what I'm saying? But uh, I was a director of nursing at a long-term care facility called Golden Living Center. Mm-hmm. My administrator was like, you are just hilarious. I've always been funny, but not on purpose. It just happens, right? Right, right. And then he was like, you should go and do open mic. I didn't know what open mic was. I knew what nothing was. Then right. myself was like, Miss Nikita, I called him my hood babies. They was like, they'll place right. Like, hey, it's, it's it can get hood, but I'm telling you, they need you though. And I yeah. was like, okay. And they was like, well, if we get at least 50 people to go with you, will you do it? 
I said, if you get 50 people, yeah, I'll do it. Bro, they got 80. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Scared to death. Yeah. Funny man Robinson, as you said, he didn't care. He was like, oh, you want me? Oh, all right. He said, what's your stage name? Bro, I was so new. I didn't know. Right. I was like, um, and I could hear my mom clear as day, what I named you. I was like, Nikita. He said, right. Nikita what? And I was like, B, that's the first initial to my maiden name. Right, my maiden right, name right. is Whitney, right? Right, right. So he was like, come to the stage, Nikita B. When I tell you, my mouth instantly got dry. Right. My heart fell in my stomach. Right. I was like, I, was like, I got to pee. You know what right. I mean? Like, I was just like, oh my God. Got on stage and I was just like, I'm going to talk about what I'm going through. Start right. talking. People start connecting. And when you can get somebody to put their liquor down to focus on you, I said, I got to be doing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And then got a standing on. And then i never forget um, Nick Lewis. Oh, yeah. my God. He yeah. terrified me. He yeah. was like, that ain't S. He said, you brought half the GD club. He said, right, right, right. you get people to stand up for your aid that don't know you, then you're doing something. Right. And he didn't know, but it triggered something on the inside of me. I was like, okay, I don't know this dude, but, bruh, okay. I came yeah. back, didn't tell right. anybody, and it right. happened again. I was right. like, oh, oh, I think I'm in love. Right. That's how it right. happened. Yeah, that's now that's, ama that's amazing because I do remember the crowd. Like, you did bring some people. And I used to see people in scrubs and they <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the key to people here. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you would bring a crazy amount of people, and then like when you think about that now, right? Mm -hmm. How far you're in the game, right? Yes. I don't ever tell nobody when I'm doing shows now. Like, I would never ask nobody to come to my shows no more because I'm like, it, it's so much for people to come out. Yeah. Because you know, as time goes on, you be asking people, yo, I'm doing a show, I'm doing a show, yeah. and, and don't nobody show up. You know what I mean? Because people just be like, I didn't see you before. I don't want to yeah. come no more. You know what I mean? And now you have to start getting fans. Like you have to yeah. start getting people who actually enjoy you, not mm -hmm. the ones that's actually coming out to just do things as support. Right. But then you still got some ride or die people that been with you from day one that yeah. still come to every show you do or anything that you're doing, they got your back. And I felt like the support was probably one of those things because a lot of people, when they go on stage for the first time, they don't want nobody to come. No, because you don't know how that thing going to end. <laughs> you, you don't want to bomb. You know what I mean? And, right. and, and you think about that. Like, you were at Scandalous, which was a very hard room. Mm -hmm. A very hard room. You got people that travel across this country that will come to Scandalous and would get booed. Yeah, and you had your first time up on that stage, and second time, and third time, mm -hmm. you started in a hard room. Yeah, I didn't even start in a hard room. I started in a mainstream room. You know what I'm saying? And you've seen the difference. You've yeah. been in a mainstream room, and, and it's like sometimes you go into a mainstream room and you just be like, "Oh, this is easy work." Like I don't even really got to even be on my game yeah. tonight. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you know, and things just click. You know what I mean? So it's like. When you first started, what caused you to, I guess, study the craft of what you were doing and then kind of change up like, okay, this is how I got to do it now versus, because if you go back and look at video from when your first time you got on stage, yeah. you'll be like, oh God, no. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like, yeah. What, like what, 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 what did you do? What was your, what was your, um, I guess, routine on how to get better? Because was, was, was Scandalous your only workout room or were you going other places? No, it was my only workout room. Okay. Okay. Because you have to remember, I was so new with it. I didn't know they had several workout rooms. I thought that was cheating. You know what I mean? I was right, like, right. I got to keep going there. But right. what made me um, understand that, you know, Keita, it's a craft. DS. DS yeah. told me, because he said, I said, I got to work on my praise stage presentation. He said, first of all, stage presence. And right. whenever I said that, he was like, <laughs> he understood. Oh, she's like new, like she's not aware. Right. So literally he was like, look, um, every time he was like, what was that talk you said? I said, I don't know. I said, I just said it that day or whatever. He said, you don't write. I said, no. He said, well, how do you build? I said, well, I thought I had to say something new every time I got on stage. Wow. He was like, no. So I never repeated a joke. Right. right? And right. um, 
but so much going on in my life, I had stuff to talk about. He said, but if you were to nurture those things that gave you those highs on stage and be able to build on it, he said, it will really develop. I said, so I got to tell the truth and lie? He said, no, you ain't lying. What you're doing is you creating something. He said, you got to take them to that place. He said, you can't start off and they deliver it there. Build it up. He was like, ain't your dad that pastor? I said, yeah. He said, ain't that what they do? And they click. I yeah. said, oh, and then that's when I realized when you explain something to somebody, you got to say it in a way of something they can already relate to because right. it was foreign to me. So right. with that, I'm a natural storyteller and the fact that I'm a nurse, it's all about assessment. So yeah. he was like, Nikita, stop stepping on your legs. I'm like, how am I stepping on my legs? I didn't know what that meant. I said, what does that mean? He said, when they laugh at H, let them laugh. You don't say nothing. I yes. said, oh, okay, so stop interrupting them. He was like, see, see. But he he understood that he hadn't right. talked to me different. Right. But when I understood that, it helped and hurt me. And I'm going to tell you why. Mm -hmm. Because when I was start, um. When I started scheming the uh, the audience and I started like trying to learn them, it would intimidate me when you lock eyes with that person that's looking at you like, hurry up. You know what yeah, I mean? So I'm like, yeah. oh, they ain't getting it. So maybe I need to focus on this. Nah, focus on the focus. Focus on the senses of the room. I right. had to learn all of that as I was doing it. Right. Because, you know, there wasn't a lot of women out there that was willing to have a conversation with me, and I couldn't understand why. Yeah. I said, why? And Nikki, who, she was the one that she talked to me, and she was like, sis, sis, you know what? If all that, they're not going to. Like, if you have questions, you know, it was um, Nikki who, and um, she would, like, give me little tidbits or whatever, and Coco Fresh. Okay. She was real calm with hers, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, like, they would, like, tell me little stuff, and I would tell them, I was like, look, don't feel obligated. It was like, oh, you did a good job. Tell me the wrong. Yeah. But my dad cool. always told me the good job. Congratulations. He said, baby, they're not going to help you. That's not going to mm -hmm. help you grow. He said, you're going to get your feelings hurt. He said, because you ain't used to it. He said, but you listen to those, and especially those who have to go extra hard to try to prove that you messed up. He said, you know, take it as a grain of salt, but listen, because some truth in it. Absolutely. So I just, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I learned to have to build that thing. And then when something didn't work, I knew to take it out when it did. I knew to work with it. I stopped stepping on my last. And then I started pacing myself because I right. talk fast by nature. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So yeah. I had to learn all of that. But that, that's what it was. D.S. Sanders was the first person that told me. Then when Tone X um, heard me, because he was like, I'm just coming down here to see if it's true. Yeah. So you know, my heart beat <laughs> fast. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Or whatever, and then he would, you know, he deep anyway, so yeah. he would always give me, you know, little things to, you know, do or whatever, or, or ways to say. And he's the one that told me, um, he said, Don't don't put yourself in a box, people gonna put you in one, but don't you stay in it. And yeah. DS was the one that told me, He said, No, Nick Lewis, he said, Look, you a clean comment, don't dirty it up. He said, because once you dirty it up, it's hard to go back and reclaim it. He said, if you can get last and you can be successful the way you are, leave that other S alone. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's, uh, you know, I don't I don't categorize you as a clean comic, right? But here's the thing, right. Nikita, um, you talk so fast and you're so, uh, I guess it's maybe the Southern accent and, and yeah. just your mannerisms. Uh, you might slip a curse word in, I would never know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just because... Uh, the way you tell a story, uh, when you, you know, and girl, I told him, you could have said, girl, and shit, I told her, and I, I would never, it would never, it would never click with me. Like, I would never care, because I'm like, I'm looking at your mannerisms, how you carry yourself on stage. I'm not looking at you like, oh, she gonna get on stage and say something dirty. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing, Nikita, and, and a lot of people don't recognize this. Uh, it's, it's very hard in, in this industry for women. Um, but I will tell you this, um, ongoing thing that I have in my mind, and it's not, it's not anything that I have against uh, female comedians. Mm -hmm. I just feel like there's so much more to a woman mm -hmm. than what they're presenting on stage. Mm -hmm. And there's so many topics that the world can hear from a woman that a man can't present that's not being touched. And the women comedians that impress me the most are the ones that don't have to talk about sexual things. Yeah. 
And the reason why is because it's low hanging fruit. Yeah. And a lot of times I'll see a female get on stage and I used to stand in the back of the room and go, I'm going to count and see how long a sexual reference come up. Right. And the first thing they say is, I'm tired of dating these old ass men with these long ass balls. So I go, see, <laughs> see like I, I, I go, I go, I go, I go, I go, come on, man. Let, let, who are you? Tell me who you are. Tell me what's going on in your life. Tell me about your family. Tell me about your everyday. Tell me about you. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, why we, and, and it's because that's what society has expected that. Y'all gotta get on stage. Y'all gotta y'all gotta dress sexy. Y'all yeah. gotta be at, uh, uh uh you know uh, glowing and makeup gotta be fierce and heels gotta yeah. be right. And I go, it's not fair, you know what I'm saying? But you in a business where you gotta capture the attention as soon as you get on stage, right? And you can't get on stage looking bummy because that's what right. dudes do. And mm-hmm. and the dudes is is they they got a whole nother element that they gotta try to get the t- audience's attention. And then y'all get brought to the stage with. We got a female coming to the stage that already sets the tension. Oh, I'm like, all right, like, why, like, why don't y'all just say next comedian come to the stage? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? So right. I don't envy it at all. I really wish that I had been around more to be around when you were going through those things. I was on the road a lot by then. I was five years yeah. in. So I was getting put on the road. I was, I was happy to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did miss a lot of that. You know what I'm saying? But when I work with you and the kid, every time I work with you, it's polished. I was like, yo, she, she's straight. She carry on. <laughs> you know what I mean? I never had to worry about, oh, man, I got to pick up the crowd now because the kid went yeah. out and, and bombed. You know what I'm saying? I got, yeah. you know, I was always like, yo, she, she official. She doing her thing. You know what I mean? So it was always fun. You know what I mean? Um, so so when you, you kept it clean, you build up your time. Uh, who started giving you paid gigs first? Like, when did you start getting paid gigs? Like, when did that happen? You know, um, I started getting my paid gigs and my experiences in churches. So you because, so you just advertised yourself in church? Like, I could come in and just do a little bit for y'all or, or what? So this was the thing. Honestly, I never advertised myself. Okay. Because mentally, I hadn't accepted the fact that I was bookable. You, you feel me? You know, you your own worst enemy. Yeah, and yeah. We would have people to say, uh, what happened was, after I did Scandalos, uh, my dad's birthday was coming up, his first birthday without my mom. So I was like, oh, we can do a comedy show. And I included myself in the lineup, but I dressed up, because he know me, I'm his daughter. So I dressed up in costume. I was Sister Eminem, but they called me mm-hmm, right? <laughs> so it was, it was foolish, right? And when I got out, that lady was like, can you come do that for us? I said, what? What you just did? I was like, I ain't bookable, right? And she was right. like, oh, you don't do that? I was like, no, she was like, we'll pay you. I was like, how much? You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? That's what started it. And I was like, oh, okay. And literally word of mouth. Yeah. Word of mouth. The yeah. whole top five years was yeah. word of mouth. And then it got to the point where it was like, okay, Keita, how can you um, go to your next level with this? And that's when I also understood that churches pay way different than the clubs. Absolutely, absolutely. I didn't know. You know. Absolutely, I mean? you probably went to the club the first time and said, "Y'all only gonna give me what?" You know what I, mean? I remember coming in and doing um what what they do opening for fifty dollars, opening for seventy five dollars, and uh, and, you know what I mean. And I was like, "Oh man!" And then being having time in and going to the club, they was like, "Oh, we want you to headline." They was like, "Oh, it's three hundred dollars." I said, three hundred dollars," but yeah. it was the difference in it, and yeah. it's a totally different audience. And that's when I learned how valuable your fans were. That's right. when I learned how valuable it was to have merchandise and other things outside of you being on stage. What can I offer my people that doesn't require me to be on stage? Absolutely. So I'm telling you, I had to learn all that stuff. So that 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 merchandise will get you your pay that you got at the church. But the, the, the crowd is crazy because... You know, it's funny, and and how different is like the professionalism and the timeliness Correct. of a club versus uh, a church or other show? It's just all over the place, and we're gonna have a word of prayer before the comedy start like that. Y'all don't yeah. have no word of prayer before the comedy start. You, you, know ain't, I mean? you ain't saying the tone the way I needed it, so they have that serious <laughs> thinking about something they going through, giving themselves to the Lord. And here I come. Okay, y'all, dry your face. Let's laugh, like. I, you know what I did? That's what brought that joke. I was like, okay, so how many of y'all feel like y'all done had a bipolar experience? You don't know whether to laugh or cry. You know, and that broke it up a little bit. But I'm like, bro, like, uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But 
I started getting paid gigs whenever I was going into the churches or whatever. And then, of course, um, Chris started paying me um, yeah. at Scandal. You know how that go. And then yeah. one club person talked to the other club person. Oh, well, will you open up with this? Will you open up with that? And then I started saying, you know what? I need to go out and support. I'm a big support. Look, that's that church thing. That's that Baptist missionary Baptist. Yeah. You go yeah. out and, and you support. So I will show up. I'm going to support. I'm going to do that. But that's when I also realized that people will take your jokes and act like they're there. Oh, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, like, and and, and, and and with a straight face. And you just look at them like, you know. And my and, thing was, I, I never forget, I sat in the audience. The guy knew I was on the ticket with him. I sat at your table. He literally told the whole storyline. Like, bro, like, I know you are telling my storyline because it's my child. I'm talking about, like, I didn't make this up. This is for real. Now, mind you, he was hilarious. So I said, well, maybe he showed, look, naive. Maybe he's showing me there's a different way that I could present it. I'm thinking. Wow. Of, <laughs> but the problem was that's my clothes so I looked at my husband I was like how am I going to close and I was sitting there thinking about what can I talk about the clothes so I'm going through my mind okay I'm going to start with this this is next this is next because as a storyteller you know I hinge each story off the other yeah. and that's how I ended up ending with my prayer with the deacon Yes, because yes. the other guy literally had took my clothes and I never used it again until two years ago because right. they was like why you don't do such and such no more and I was like well somebody else told they was like so it's yours though and I feel like I was stealing and yeah, I was like yeah. okay I gotta balance this thing out you know but the, the, the amazing thing about it is it's like you know they tell you to tell your story because when you tell your story it's hard for somebody to take your joke but mm -hmm. the thing about it is when you got somebody like that like you know that's you know being early and naive in, you confront that person. Like you, I mean, some people don't want the confrontation, but I, I you know, if you know me, I want all the smoke. I'll be the first one to punch <laughs> yeah. somebody's face like, hey, player, like, yo, you want to tell me how you wrote that joke? You know, like that whole situation, I've had to straight up come up to people and say, listen, I know you knew, I understand all that, and I know you feel like you wrote that joke to perfection, but I would not be the first person to tell you that somebody's going to come up to you and tell you that that's a Jay Bliss joke. Now, I'm Jay Bliss. So wow. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to tell you real simple and plain. Don't tell that joke again because you're going to be labeled as a joke thief and then you yeah. won't be able to get work. So yeah. you can either do it one or two ways. You can go back and rewrite that joke. Right. Or you can not listen to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like that's, that's the whole thing. And, and that, that, that prayer, that deacon prayer, yeah, is one of my favorite bits of all time. Like I remember, uh, rest in peace, my older sister passed away. I remember showing her that bit. <laughs> showing her that bit and she laughed so hard and she was like well see why can't you do your jokes without cursing and i was like shut up like, yeah. Yeah, like you know look we worrying about what i'll be doing you know what i mean like yeah so, yeah I, I, yeah because she was she was uh you know she was in the church heavy like she's she's yeah. a minister too i was a preacher's kid as well i had aunts i had my mom i had my sister i had my brother-in-law mm -hmm. all of them was ministers so mm -hmm. I, I know exactly what you're talking about but when i mean when i started doing comedy it's like she's like you should you should be clean yeah, you know like, they hit you with it. Yeah, I was like, man, I just, I mean, I'm most, for the most part, I'm clean. But yeah. I feel like if I want to talk and I want to say something that's off the cuff, I just, I cuff. just say it off the cuff. I just feel the comfortability of the audience and how I feel on right. stage at that moment. If somebody talking too much, I'm going to have to cuss them out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know. <laughs> It'll take you there sometimes, not it, for real. It is, you know. You know? Mm -hmm. I remember um, this big church, um, they had booked me. Well, they booked me and um, paid a deposit and everything. And I was at a comedy club in Virginia. And I don't think that they knew that I worked comedy clubs. And I told them funny is wherever I step my feet on. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I don't limit myself. I got to be in church. It got to be me. I'm not doing that. I didn't start off that way. And I'm glad that I didn't because right. I would have been pigeonheaded to that and been feeling convicted because of small minded people. Right. But anyway, they had booked me, deposited everything. But then they came to that comedy club. And I think they were, um, well, I know because he told me afterwards. They were trying to see, is she going to show out? Is she going to be um, dirty? Is she going to, they wanted to see wow. if I was going to be the same Nikita that wow. I presented. You know what I mean? And afterwards or whatever, they was like, oh my God, where's the one that booked you? And it was all that. And then it was the day 
uh, that I did their event that night. He was like, you know, when we came to the club, we was coming to see if you was going to hold that standard. I was like, wow. Look, look at that. And then see, here's, here's the crazy thing. Why is it the churches that are so judgmental? Yes. And so like, you know what I mean? Just, just being yes. all, you know, just holding yes. you to a standard. Like, hold up, who are you to hold me to a standard? And you know who told me that? Laughing Lenny. I don't know if you know Laughing Lenny. Uh -huh. Lady told me the same thing. We used to come down to the, com uh, the Columbia, the comedy house down in Columbia. Oh, yeah. He used to uh -huh. always say, he's like, I do churches and stuff like that. He said, when I get here, I don't, I don't hold it clean. I do what I, I do what I do. And I just mm -hmm. curse or do whatever I do. He said, but if they ever found out, they probably wouldn't book me no more. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's crazy. Cause I'm like, okay, so church folk don't curse. Right, look, not in public. So well, you know what I, you know what I tell them. Yeah. Uh, whenever I go to the churches or whatever, I talk about that kind of stuff because uh -huh. they may not admit it out loud, but if they struggling with something on the inside, they was like, God, I'm glad you talked about that. It mm -hmm. was even when I did um, a quote unquote white church because you know for whatever reason we separated by is that a black church or a white church? You know what I mean? <laughs> but honestly, when I came to the church, I was so um nervous because i could count the black people that i saw in the parking lot and in the inside to the point where i was going to my contract making sure i was at the right address i was right. like i'm out of place like what in the world or whatever yeah. but they booked me they like my comedy i got on there i talked about you know you uh thinking that you're gonna pray your way through everything but you, your daughter end up pregnant anyway so i don't know what kind of press she would do but i promise you it went with no clothes on you know what i'm saying <laughs> then we talk about you know your sons and they you know this whole weed thing you know i talked about reality or whatever yeah. you know what i'm saying talk about depression and then you have a lot of people they don't believe like if you take medication they believe it's because you lack faith and I hate that scenario. Yeah, so yeah. I would tell them sometimes you need a prayer and a pill. And you know, they would I said it in a joking way, but Jay, you would not believe the number of people when they hug me, they'll whisper in my ear, thank you so much for saying that. Or I'm yeah. going through that with my son, or I was going through that with my daughter. I suffer with depression. But you can't say it out loud in the church where you're supposed to be able to get your healing, like miss me with it. That's when those chains was broke for me. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Um you know, I was I, at a young age, you know, I was around the church all the time. So I was yeah. able to kind of just sit back and watch and peep the the hip, the hypocrisy that goes on in church. And, oh, yeah. I, I, you know, and I'm basically looking at it from a scenario of me and my sister used to get in arguments all the time. Um, you know, uh, you know, my oldest sister, like she was, she was wholly sanctified. She saved, she got everybody <laughs> in the family saved. You know what I mean? And she used to always like, I used to come, you know, she'd come over to the house. She'd be like, yo, when you going to come to my church? I go, I, I got a church. I go to church every Sunday. What you talking about? When, when you going to come to my church? Right. And I go, um, you know, whenever I feel like I'm, I need to. Well, we 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 teach from the word, and I go, yeah. <laughs> there's words in the Bible I read too. Like I don't understand, like what's the difference? Well, we this teach Bible, the, we teach the full word, and I go, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, I'm only getting a quarter of what you're talking about. Like I don't like whatever, whatever you're talking about. Like and, and it was, I used to, used to always go back and forth, and I used to always say, um, why don't you come over here to you know such and such? Well, I can't go over there with them people. And I'll go, uh, you know, uh, Jesus, Jesus hung with all sinners. Come on. You know, he, on. you know, that's how you think, uh, you know, he led them to uh, the faith. I said, you right. know, just because you go to a bar don't mean you got to drink. Come on. I said, you go to the bar, somebody sitting around, they're like, man, you don't drink. Like, nah, man, I'm going to just go ahead. It's Coke, man. I'm going to be good. You know, da, 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 da. But, right. you know, let, let's just shop it up. What happened with the game this weekend? And they start having a conversation. Yes. A conversation. Before you know it, you'll be like, hey, man, why don't you come to church with me on Sunday? All right, man, I roll with you. Yeah, and will and, and when I can will. remember being at the comedy house um in Columbia. Yeah, I never forget they booked me on a Wednesday. At first, I was like, they did look. You know, you always beat yourself up. I said they can't believe that I'm funny because they gave me a Wednesday and we going and all the other stuff. And then um it was Peter at the time, and yeah. he was like Nikita. We did the Wednesday because we knew the people would come out to see you on a Wednesday. Yeah, and absolutely. I was like, why do I always got to think so negative initially about myself? Yeah. So what I did was. When I'm um, on stage, got halfway into it, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, we had Bible study, bro. Like, they, yeah. you know, they just laughed or whatever. And at the end, they were like, do you know you didn't cuss? I said, I 
did that backstage before I got on stage. You know, just cut <laughs> it off. But at the end of the day, I'm able to slide that thing in there because I have a way that I'm able to do it because I am a storyteller. So as I knew that as long as they can follow me with it and go on that journey with me, they willing to go on that journey with me. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So people try to throw you on. Oh, you know, you missed your calling. You, you need to be preaching the word. You need to be. I was like, how I miss my calling? I said, every stage I step on is my platform. Absolutely. And it is a thing. The crazy thing about it is, is like, you know, you would think that a comedian, you know, like when I see a you or a Marcus D. Wiley or, you know, somebody that or Akatunde or somebody that's just always yeah. doing churches and things like that. It's like, yo, they could be a minister, but it's like, no, you can't. Like, you got to realize, like, a Come minister, on. a minister has so many other hats that they have to wear. Come on. And, you know, when you go to see a minister preach, they might have two jokes in their whole sermon. That's Period. hilarious, right? Yeah. But you up there the whole time. Like, the yo, whole time. Yeah, like, you know, and it's hard. It's, it's easy for a, a minister to do one bit, one right. joke. That he gonna right. recycle every five years. You know, he'll keep doing these same right. four or five jokes and these stories or whatever. But I'm like, you gotta understand like how we move and yeah. telling the story um, coming from a church background is different because y'all even speak different. Like yeah. how you present it and how you come on now. You know, when yeah. you say stuff like that on the stage, like you can't really do that sometimes on the comedy club because yeah. it's not a come on now crowd. You, they right. like we don't we don't follow you yet. Like you know right. what I'm saying? Like, right. like <laughs> so right. it's so it like I remember you used to do the bit about um the 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 the, uh, the Mary J. Blige song when you yeah. hear the Mary J. Blige yeah. song and the whole crowd, the women were being there singing their heart out. <laughs> you like, girl, I feel that. And it was so it was such a connection. But it's like if that was one of your best bits, and then you went to an all white church, you like, I can't do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but you might be shocked because sometimes they do know that song, and you go, oh, they do no, know that. You song. know what I did though? Yeah, and, yeah. With learning the craft. I figured out and did survey what songs would move my other people. Right. So right. what I did was, I then, like this told me, I built on my joke. So right. instead of me being in the car by myself, I went and picked up my friend. I couldn't pick up my ride or die friend because she bowed. I had right. to pick up my calm friend. So that friend was a white girl. Right. So when she get in the car, you know, she was like, Nikita, music will soothe you and whatever. And then when she turned the radio on, it was a song that they could do. They you know could what do, I mean? right. Um, uh, Michael Bolton, tell me how am I supposed to live without you? Oh, oh, it killed. And I was like, yeah. You know what I mean? But that's, that's when funny. I understood how you have to be versatile and how you build with what you have. And then, you know, you have some there saying, well, are you going to be telling new jokes whenever I come? I said, when you go to a concert, do you look for new songs or do y'all be requesting that stuff they've been singing? Right. You know what I mean? So right. then I understood, you know what, Keita, you don't have to be ashamed of doing the same right. thing, but at yeah. the same time, you need to write. You need to include something else. You need to give them something different because they remember they like the other stuff because you've been doing it, but that new one, they were like, oh my God, because they honed in on that because they hadn't heard yeah, it. Exactly, the other ones, I... they finishing your sentences and everything. You're like, darn, I'm going to switch that one up, but they used to it, so, you know. Yeah, I remember when you came and did my um, my birthday celebration, uh, and I do that one every year in July, well, to the pandemic, and yeah. uh, I, I challenge myself every July to have a brand new 20 minutes. So when I, when I do my birthday bash, I always do a brand new 20 in the middle of, of the, uh, of the, of the set, you know what I mean? And I always be yeah. like, Hey, yo, you got, you got new stuff. I go, yeah, I'm doing a brand new 20 in the, in the middle of my birthday joint. So it's like, I remember, I remember that one year you came and I, you were supposed to do like 15 and you did seven. And I think somebody did something with a light in the back and you yeah. thought your time was up. And I was like, man, she getting off already? But you had killed it in that seven. Everybody was like, man, why she get off so early? I'm like, man, that's her fault. I did tell her to get off the stage. Yeah. Dude, man, they're like, he doing a percolator with the light. I was like, oh, okay. All right, that's my time. They were back there laughing. That's what was going on. He's laughing. And somebody was back there taking a picture. And that's what that's what the light you saw. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, man. But I mean, it was still good. And I think that night, I think there was two other visiting comedians. Yeah. So that's Time worked out well for everybody, out. but people was like, "Man, Nikita was only on." I was like, "I know, I'm gonna bring it back another year." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I because and when you was back there, hey, and you, I, I count that ass that church. Then me with being a nurse, I listened to instructions, and right. you, you were beating. You were like, "Hey, 
Respect the light. And then you're like, if anything changed, you know what I'm saying? You will know. And I'm like, okay, I'm respecting that light. Right? I'm talking and I'm looking. When I see that, all I remember you saying, if anything changed, you will know. I said, I guess they let me know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. That's that so funny. I learned in the very beginning, too. Who was it? It was, um, it might have been Chris Funny Man Ross. Yeah, yeah. Tone that they always tell me they said never disrespect the light. Don't run the light. I don't care how great you're doing. Get off stage. And I yeah. always respect. It. I said I'm not gonna be that one. And that and that and that basically just comes from respect to the headliner. Mm -hmm. Like um understanding that that person that's there to do the show has put their time in. Mm -hmm. It's not your job to make it your show. It's your job right. to do your time, get that, get that crowd into a rhythm mm -hmm. and bow out, and then allow mm -hmm. that headliner to do work. And, and and everybody, if everybody respected that, they would be so further along, uh, and not trying to say, "Oh, it's about me tonight." No, sir, it's not, because nobody bought their money to come see you. Your right. friends might have, but people came to see a show, and right. you could be either part of the show or you can't be a part of the show. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you know, I mean, that's some good information that somebody gave you early on, because I've yeah. seen so many people make that mistake. I've seen people, and I'm not gonna say the name. Yeah. People who came up in Scandalos, mm -hmm. who had the opportunity to do Comedy Zone, mm -hmm. and ran a light. I mean, a lot. I mean, like, you had five minutes and they did 15. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And, like, when, when that person was like, yo, you supposed to get off. But, man, I, I had them going. And I go, yeah, man, this ain't Scandalos, man. They ain't going to never bring you back here again. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's right. like, yeah. And it's like, you know... They don't get it. Like, they don't understand. Like, they feel like, you know, when you get brought up into a certain environment and it's it's no rules. And, and yeah. I, like I say, I wouldn't say it was a bad thing. I mean, Chris, Chris helped me out tremendously. I mean, oh, yeah. it was it was uh, it was a, a no rules, but no holes barred almost there because. You be in the back room. Well, you weren't really been in the back room because you was always out in the audience. But we be in that back room cutting up so much. And Chris come back there like, hey, y'all got to keep it down, man. Y'all too loud back here. You know, <laughs> like yeah, we just yeah, be out there, yeah. like there acting up. And it was like, we knew we was getting on. And that was so, like, to know you know you got time, no matter who yeah. was there. You just always felt like it was it was just whatever. You know, being right. show, And you should show up and Chris be like, oh, you you got, you doing a night, like, Right, right, got seven minutes. You're like, yo, that's what's up, you know. And I said, love. I just, I just love it. I used to love it. like not paying, not paying to get in, walk in. All of that. Get right? time. Look, I was in that back room one time, and that's when Nick was like, um, so you brought all them people. You do that as well, and I'm like, oh, this room is intimidating. I'm gonna be in the audience. <laughs> so from that point on, I sat in the audience, and then when it got close to my time, they be like, hey, your time. Yeah, you come I'll on. go to the back, and yeah. then I would do it. I was like, ah. But I'm so glad of all of those experiences because I needed to experience them early on so that when they happen again, because they always do, you know how to handle yourself. The back, you know the what back, I'm saying? And the back, the back was cool. I wouldn't say the back was the best environment for women, but it was you know, if you if you part of if you part of the crew, it's it's good because you work out material. You yeah. talk about certain things like, yo, man, don't do that when it's tonight. Like, do, yeah. do a different way. Like, you know, those yeah. type of things. I remember Tone, Tone being back there one night and I was going through my set list. I had a little piece of paper written out and he took it in and threw it and threw it in the trash. <laughs> and he was like, man, stop, stop taking that up there, man. Like, you don't need that. I'm like, I'm just trying to go over what I'm going to talk about. He was like, yo, just go up there and talk. Yeah, I've even went and um, there was a comedian that came to me. And they was like, um, are you doing that? Um, and it was a seasoned comedian. They said, are you doing that joke about... I forgot. It might have been either the Mary J joke or it was something about one of my boys. Something. I was like, yeah, don't do that one because I want to do the joke about my son and it's too close together. It wasn't the same, but it was close. And I, in my head, I was like, well, it'll build on each other or whatever. But at the same time, I was like, okay, no worries. I won't do it or whatever. And plus they was headlining. So yeah. I was like, you know what? Let me not do that one. And then, boom, they did that. I can remember there's a very, very famous comedian now. He's in, He started out with the internet, doing the skits and doing all that other stuff. And yeah. they wanted me to um, go and feature for him. 
And I was excited. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. But then they hit me with, you can't be as funny as you are now. You got to you gotta bring that down. And I told them, I said, I don't know how to be unfunny. You don't, yeah, I said, that's, that's, damn right you don't know how. Everything. You damn right you don't know how to not be funny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I ended up passing that off. And then, like, for a long time, I was like, darn, I really want to do it. Maybe I could have did such stuff. But then I'm like, Keita, you made the right decision. Yeah. I was like, I'm all right. Yeah, don't yeah. let anybody try to. I remember somebody tried to tell me he, he too high energy. I'm like. I'm not high energy at all. Like, <laughs> like I don't even move right. really on stage. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand what you mean by high energy. Is the laughter high energy? Because right, that might have been. I don't do no whole bunch of jumping energy. around on stage. You know what I mean? So yeah. I remember, I remember getting kicked off a show because of that. But it was basically the, the headliner. The headliner couldn't follow me, and I was like, "Look, that don't have nothing to do with me." You know what I mean? Like, write better. You know what I mean? Like, I oh love, goodness, <laughs> I I love when somebody in front of me is killing the room. I love it right. because it just makes it easier for me. Like it I'm makes like, oh, it's so much easier for me. You know what I mean? So that's like always a plus. And like um I I, I like I said, I remember one night we were um we were at uh stats. Mm -hmm. stats. Mm -hmm. It was right before my birthday bash, and I just kind of walked in because I wanted to see TK Kirkland. Yep. And I came in and I remember you were sitting on the couch and I yep. was you and we were just sitting there, and I didn't even I didn't even recognize you at first because I was standing back in the back and Tone stopped what he was doing on stage and was like, yo, real quick, let me shout out to yeah. the comedians in Charlotte. You know what I mean? I gotta give it up for my man J Bliss, Mr. TTBS, and then give it up for Nikita B. And I'm like, oh, and I, I tapped you on shoulder. I was like, what's yeah. up, girl? Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, in that moment, it doesn't really click for you, right? But when you see your people that you kind of looked up to at the beginning of the game, mm -hmm. for them to stop what they're doing and give you right. a shout out to everybody else know, if you don't know, if you do not know, these people right here are official. Yes. And in the next sentence, he brought Deion Cole to the stage. Right. That was huge. That was. That was that was that and it was it was crazy because what you didn't know that night was there was a younger comedian in the back that I had a conversation with. He was videoing what was going on. And mm -hmm. I was like, yo, man, did you get permission to be videoing these comedians? He's like, yeah, mm -hmm. Tone X gave me permission. I do a YouTube page. I was like, all right, I was just checking. So he's like, yeah, my name's such and such. I'm a comedian. Da, da, da. I was like, yeah, I'm a comedian. Da, da, da. He's like, what's your name? I was like, Jay Bliss. He's like, never heard of you. That's just what he said. Oh, wow. I said, I said, don't worry about it. I said, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't no big. Don't worry about it. Like that, right? <laughs> so, so, so he's like, no, nah, I ain't mean to like. I said, no, no, no. I said, dude, don't, don't even, don't even worry about it, right? Ten minutes after that, that's Come when on. I, that's when I walked up to the front and I saw cousin Clyde, right? Yeah. And Clyde was like, what up, Bliss? I said, what's up, Clyde? And the dude that was talking to me was like, look, Clyde. Clyde was like, so he he looked at me and said, you know Clyde? I said, ask Clyde if he know me. <laughs> So Clyde, so he went to Clyde, was like, Clyde, who is that? And he was like, man, you don't know Jay Bliss like that, right? He was like, yo, that, as soon as he said, that's what Tone said, what he said. Come on. And the dude looked at me and I go, I remember, I, I ain't nobody, don't worry about it, like that. <laughs> and then Dion, Dion came up and stayed, Dion was like, yo, you you did the joke about the thing, the uh, acronym, right? I said, yeah, he's like, yeah, I saw you at the, and like, dude, even Dion knew who I was. And then I'm sitting there going, you got to recognize who you're talking to. You don't know who you're talking to. You don't you never know, know whose feet you're stepping on. Right. You went in the crowd. I remember when you did, you did a, um, it was another show we did together. It wasn't my birthday bash. It was a whole nother mm -hmm. show. And they brought like seven of us mm -hmm. to do it. And everybody said, everybody was different. Everybody was different. It was like, you got on stage and some other guy got on stage after you talking about whole bunch of having sex with his sister or something crazy like it was a whole bunch of stuff it, everybody was so different and i remember i remember one of the owners of comedy zone standing in the back and he had never seen you before mm. and i go yo that's the key to b man we're like she started at scandalous when you know back in the day she about there kill it he goes i go yo y'all should really get her up here on on on, on the stage at the comedy zone he goes she's a headliner wow and i can't even put her in front of nobody that's just what he said. Wow. That's just what he said. And I was like, and, and at that moment, what I recognized what he was saying was, you got to get your own following to fill up that club in order for you, you to- You do. You do. And, that's the, and see, I came from starting in the beginning at that club, at their open mics and doing hosting mm -hmm. and my way up to where they felt like, okay, we can put him in the middle and now we can headline him. 
Right. They still won't give me a weekend there, mm. even though I know I can do right. a weekend show there. But they won't give me a weekend because I can't fill up the club. Gotcha. But when he saw what you did, he got, I can't put her in front of nobody. Wow. And wow. I was like, I said, you're absolutely right. I was like, because the people you bring up here, you can't even put me in front of them, but you <laughs> see, look, that's that's when that church girl come out of me. Because you know, whenever you go and you doing that thing and you in your lane, you know, you know this is your gift. That's yeah. when he pulls back to say your gift will make room for you and yeah. have you in front of great men. A lot of people think these great men gotta be in suits, so they gotta have a certain look. Some of them have a polo shirt on, jeans, and a, and a ball cap on. Yeah, he great is what that person is able and capable of affording you and giving you opportunities or whatever it is. Sometimes we look at that seat beside us and we think the big I am have to be the one to invite you in and you just don't know. The one sitting in the cut, that's the one that has the responsibility of filling the seats. Yeah. So like you said, you never know who you're talking to. You never you never know. Absolutely. Now you do a lot of stuff on social media. Like I see you go yeah. live on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. And, and what is that that you're doing on a normal basis? Because I pop in every now and again i always appreciate when you give me a shout out too and i'll be like i, I really wasn't trying to be seen. <laughs> yeah, i'll I be chopping and being nosy like what's the key to talk about you be like what's up jay bliss i go dang <laughs> no blast. I'm like, let me back out of this <laughs> like, so like, <laughs> well you just are you just doing like devotion like what are you doing like you just talking to people just giving a message out uh, and stuff like that or you just right, get on so at first i was doing it like every single day but it was um I was doing a campaign. It was it was my um my fan campaign. They yeah. didn't know it, but that's what I was doing. That's what I suggest other people do too. That consistency is key. They yeah. have to know you and then understanding that every time you get on, there are more new people on there who have no idea about who it is that you are. So I always introduce myself, I always welcome my in, and I always have a talking point. You right. understand? So now though, I was like, you know what? Let me see how my numbers do if I tell them guys i'm gonna do uh monday uh wednesday and thursday so now they know that okay on monday wednesday and thursday this is what we can expect or whatever then yeah. you have me in your inbox you ain't gonna do nothing today so what i had to do was when i don't go live i have to have a, a short video up because yeah. that's how my audience you know connect with you right that's how they connect with me but i noticed that my audience number my growth is stagnant right now i want to push that thing so i'm still trying to figure out okay how can i push this to the next level and yeah. then too they saw me as um, inspiration and motivation. That's when I knew that I wasn't in all the way in the right vein because you know what people start saying stuff like you should be a comedian right so they didn't so, know you was a comedian you know already. Yeah, they yeah. didn't know I was a comedian already. And then some would come to the show and they would say, oh my God, you like really do stand up because they thought I was a quote unquote internet comedian. You right. feel what I'm saying? So it, although I love the engagement, guess what? It let me know that was brand confusion because right. they should know who I am and what I do. Right. I'm, I'm a comedian that's, um, you know, motivational or empowering or whatever. I, it shouldn't be that. Oh, she's empowering, motivated, and she's funny too. You know, that kind of thing. So yeah. I had to learn to balance that thing out. So uh, when I get on, that's what I'm doing. I'm talking about real life stuff that usually will embarrass somebody in a funny way. That's what I'm right. doing. Now, right? now, I would be honest with you. Have you, do you. Have you on TikTok at all? No. All right, so this is this is this is what this is my this is my idea, and I, I'm not viral on TikTok at all. I'm still trying to figure out what will make me go viral. But there's a lot of people that's going viral over minuscule things. This is a dude that's viral right now because he has a dirty trailer that he live in. He got a dirty <laughs> air fryer, and he make meals in this air fryer that he'll never clean. And and, <laughs> and he call it hood meals, and this dude got three million followers. And I'm like, this oh, is God. dumb. But I'm thinking, okay, it's only a minute. You can only do a minute. Right. So mm -hmm. you can only do a minute. But I'm thinking if you popped on there like, hey, y'all, this is Nikita B. Williams. I'm here to give y'all inspirational word for the day. If you did like one of those every day mm -hmm. and just put it up there, people might start be like, yo, what's, what's Nikita got to say to me today? You, you, okay. you, just, you just never know. And it can be funny. Know. It could be inspirational. It could be whatever. But if you go in and you look and you follow somebody that's doing something like that and then you go, mm -hmm. that's all they doing. And they got this many followers. Right. You never know. Because you don't know what timeline you're going to end up on somebody's timeline. And once somebody starts following you, they following you. Right. Then they start sharing it. Then they start following your Instagram and stuff like that. So 
You just never know. And then the same thing with Clubhouse. Yeah. Clubhouse, so Clubhouse, is Clubhouse is different. Now, I've been on Clubhouse, but I'm like, and I will tell you, I've been on Clubhouse and my Instagram followers going up just because I popped in a room. Okay. Just because I popped in a room and somebody said, let's bring Jay Bliss up. Jay Bliss, Jay Bliss is a comedian in Charlotte. Da, 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 da. And I get on there right. and start a couple minutes before I know I got 12 new followers. You know, the last time um, I was on Clubhouse was, and I, um, you were in the same room. Like, okay. I came in a room that you was in. You must like, have been, you must have, A-Train must have been in there. Because, let me see, I'm trying to think it was me. I think I do remember you was in there. Was you was you up on the stage or was you was in the audience? No, no, no. I was in the audience. I wasn't okay. on that stage. They were talking about some old craziness. You know what I'm saying? I was like, Ron Davis was talking. Right, was right, talking right, 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 right. listen, after I did that one, like, real talk, I do not know where my iPhone is. I was like, maybe that's a sign. I don't need to be on it. I literally <laughs> cannot find my iPhone. Because I only use the iPhone to record and for stuff like Clubhouse or whatever. I have a device that I don't have to worry about interruptions on. You, you know, know what the funny saying? thing about it is, Nikita? Like, I think if we if you got on Clubhouse, I would do a room with you just talking about coming up as a preacher's kid. That would be awesome. Yeah, like, because... So people going, listen, oh. listen. So if you know how, you know. Like, you I, know. Remember, I remember, I remember, I, and the, worst, the thing I used to hate the most, and I think I explained this to you before, was when my mom had her friends over, from the church, and it could be a, a, a many a number of ministers, ministers, uh, deacons, yes. uh, uh, first ladies, uh, uh, yes. evangel evangelists. You know all those titles, right? They all, oh, yeah. they, 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 you know, fellowshipping. That mean eating. <laughs> So they fellowship. Right. They fellowshipping, having a good time, having a good old Christian time. When that time start winding down, and then people start grabbing their coats and them hats and stuff, I was like, "Man, let me get out of here." Yeah. You know that prayer is coming. Yes. Yeah. That prayer ain't no different than a rap freestyle battle. <laughs> they they in there. The they no. in there trying to outdo each other, and I go, "No, we not." Listen, I am not trying to hear your whole verse. You don't Listen, need to drop a verse. They do. I told them it's three words, and you know it's going to stand in prayer. When they say, and then God, I'm like, oh my. <laughs> no, what I hate was what I hate was when they get to the part where they go, and we ask all these things. Yes. And you go, whoa, yes. And they go, and somebody go, and Lord, I'll be like, man, yes. no, that was yes. not on you. We did not pass it to you. you. <laughs> I had the and Lord, and we had the and then God. I'm like, no, he's fine. The Lord will leave him alone. You understand? So okay. we used to get we used to get into the prayer, and then I and I used to get mad because I'm like, if you praying for something that already been prayed for, dude, you you violating because they that's already been prayed for. You want to pay attention, sir. Right. But then you get somebody speaking in tongues, right? This oh, is speaking in tongues, and then my sister would translate, and I go, <laughs> No, I'm not listen. <laughs> I'm not, not, we not about to do this. I'm like, I gotta go, I got school tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that was just, I hated it. Oh my God, I would hate it so bad. And then like, anytime my mom saw that I was getting a little antsy or I had an attitude or whatever, that was yeah. going to be longer because then she get the oil out. And right. now they got to pray the devil up out of me. How about you? Because like, 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 now it's about me. Yeah, like, y'all, y'all gather around. We're going to gather around because we going to let the devil keep using him. And I'll be like, listen. <laughs> like I used to hate it, like, yes, and I get, and I was I was a problem. Like I said, I was I was typical teenage boy. Like you know, I didn't want I didn't want to be involved in all of that. But at the same time, yeah. I was there. I was obedient. You know, what I'm saying right. I knew my word. I knew my Bible and things like that. And you know, it was just that it was just so much. It was too much. I was like, it was too much. Yeah, what, what was it? Look, look, and then I ain't check it out though. Whenever I got older, and um, you know, I'm a cancer survivor and I'm a stroke survivor, right? Uh, and yeah. when I got older, that's when I realized it didn't even take all that because yeah. I didn't have the capacity to do a long distance prayer. I needed him to be right here, yeah. right now. You right, know what I mean? Right, right, so right, right. I knew then he's a man of few words. You understand? Absolutely, so absolutely. Please. And yeah. and you know, and we didn't even touch on that. And I, you know, I know we we short on yeah. time, but yeah. we. Yeah. But we didn't even touch on that. But I do remember that. How are you doing health wise? Like, how is everything? Man, I'm doing amazing, bro. I am. Yes. I'm telling you, stress kills. Like literally, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you we know? and we live in a life where our job is to relieve stress. The relieve so, stress. So you know, you got to take care of yourself too, and make sure that you're not stressing about things you can't control. I tell that you to everybody on stage. Like, yo, don't stress about stuff you can't control. 
You know what I'm saying? If, so, right, even if those things call you mom. Or if you call that thing mom, you know what I mean? Like people get caught up with it. I take I take care of my mom. I take care of my mom Look, right now, 81 years old. She done had two she done had two strokes, she got aphasia. And listen, can't uh -oh. make a can't make a complete sentence for anything and gonna argue with me. I'm like, mom, Period. what you argue with me for? And like, like you don't listen. I don't, even, I don't even hear what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's like the whole thing. Now, what I like to do on the on the um on the This is Ignorant podcast, I like to uh, you know, if you ever watch the actor studio with James Lipton, he would fire off questions and the person would ask the question as fast as they can, or okay. just answer the first thing that comes to their head. Okay. Okay. So what is your favorite word? Bruh. Bruh, okay. <laughs> what's your least favorite word? Ooh, what's my least favorite word? Least favorite word, yeah. Um, can. Can, can or can't? Can. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, I'm okay. Stick on the favors. Okay, can okay. Can you? I can you. All right, got you, got you. Got you. Now, you know my phrase, TTBS. You know, I've been using it my whole comedy career. That's that bullshit. Anything and everything you cannot control in your life, okay? So in your words, what is TTBS to you? What is something that you just can't control and just like, whatever? That's that TTBS. People that don't want to do anything but want everything. There you go. <laughs> Want everything for free. Don't want to work for everything it, but you want everything free. given to you, right? Yeah. And and the opposite of that is the shit. Like, what is the shit to you? Like, what is like, what is the ultimate? Like, yo, this is what it is right here. Um, I would say just winning, like going yeah. after whatever. It don't yeah. matter if you fail at it. You did it. You did it, and that's that's when you popped on stage. You did it when them eighty Come people on, was in that audience, and you walked in went to work went to work that next day. They probably talked about that thing for the whole week. Like, yo. She did Look, that thing, didn't she? They right. told me. That yeah, right. Yes, they said that. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. All right. So, um, if I had to introduce you to the world, nobody knew who the key to B. Williams was. Uh, what would be your walk on music? Um, <laughs> um, I don't know the name of it. But it says, don't judge me now, judge me later. Okay. I love that song. I'm an inboxer to you. It, it's hot. Okay. It okay. Is. So so if if you retired from comedy, like you was like, all right, I'm I'm done doing comedy. I ain't doing no more jokes or whatever. What's your walk-off music? What's the work? What's the what's the music to be like? All right, Nikki, that's it. That's that's the end of that's it. Right it. Yeah. Um, oh God, Jay. <laughs> what's my walk-off music? Look, it's a shame because look, not a shame, but all the gospel had to move because that ain't what I want to go out on. Then I'm oh, like, no, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got back that thing. I got you. So you ain't, you ain't leaving. You coming on back. That's what you're saying. All right? yeah, <laughs> but, um, no, um, it would probably be something like um, Worship Till I Pass Out by Uncle Reese. It's okay. Fine. You didn't right. listen to it. Okay. All right. Okay. So. If, if there was any other um, occupation that you can do other than your own, like what do you think you would be doing? Regardless if it requires school, like I would be right. doing that. Right, I would, right. I would definitely be an attorney. Attorney. And, I, and you know, I feel like, you know, a, a lot of us, part of us, uh, com comedians, I think would go into that because I was a great debater. Like yeah. I was a great uh, person that could argue a point. To, yeah. to a fault, to a fault almost, because people will be like, I, I hate bringing up stuff to him because he always got to <laughs> break everything down. I go, hey, you know, if it ain't making sense to me, I'm just going to ask you the question right. again. Like, so what you telling me is, and they be like, right. they like dude, I ain't on trial. I'm like, I'm not saying you're right. on trial. I'm just saying it ain't make sense with what you just said. You know what I mean? So right. that so would be good. Could I argue a point, but I'm very persuasive as well. I yeah. would have you questioning yourself. You'd be like, I know I didn't do it, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, are you sure that you right. were there? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, so you can't be certain whether you did it or not, though. That's what right. I'm saying. Right. Exactly, exactly. So, listen, Nikita, we're going to have to do this uh, very soon. We got to do this yeah. again. And I appreciate the time. Appreciate you squeezing me your schedule. I know your schedule changed up a little bit today. Yes. But um, absolutely, appreciate you coming on the Bliss is Ignorant podcast. And we're going to do this again. Thank you so much, bro. All right. Have a good one. All right, you too.